to another edition of PWC Connections, the podcast. We are in a slightly different bucket this time, and we're bringing you a social distancing episode. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things that we have been doing, we as in PWC during this time. But as always, let me introduce myself. I am Lamont Henson. I work in communications and community relations, and joining me in the bucket is... I'm Courtney Lucas. Hey, Courtney. Hey, it feels good to be back. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Exactly. I have been thinking we need to get another episode out, but I know we've had these, uh, you know, orders and challenges, uh-huh, and uh-huh. so we're working that out. Still doing some social distancing. You're. I feel like you're maybe about, nine feet away from me. I would say about me. eight, about eight uh-huh. feet away. We we worked some things out, <laughs> and we have someone else joining us, Mister. David Trago, he is our general manager and CEO. How are you doing, Mr. Trago? Doing just fine. How about you? We're doing well. Mr. Uh, Trago, not a stranger to our podcast. No, uh, I think third time. This is our, I think third, third yeah. Time is a charm. Uh-huh. He helped yeah, us yes. kick things off, didn't he? <laughs> right. Yes, I did. Sure did. We're very grateful for that. Absolutely. Uh, so, COVID-19. It Topic has, of the hour. Absolutely. Pandemic. Uh, something that has not only hit North Carolina and Fayetteville, but the, the country, the world. And we've all had to make adjustments. Uh, PwC being the utility provider for Fayetteville has also had to make some adjustments. And Mr. Trago, thanks for joining us. And if we could just talk a little bit about uh, some of the things we've done to respond during this time and uh, some of the some of the things we've done to adjust, but still be reliable and, and show people that we can be here there for them as the hometown utility. Well, you bring up the first point and the first point is. Being a utility, we can't just shut our doors. Yeah. Uh, we have to be there to continue to provide the essential services to the community that we always provide. And especially when you're at a time like this where you had stay-at-home orders, people are at home, they need uh, you know, electricity and water and wastewater service, and they need to be able to have it maintained. So while we couldn't close our doors, we obviously want to make sure that we have uh, our operations such that we are providing a safe environment for our employees, as well as the general public. So as you know, the governor's issued a couple of executive orders, and he, you know, he had basically a stay-at-home order and encouraging people to work from home. We actually implemented that two weeks before the governor's order. We, we, we were kind of ahead of that, and a lot of utilities were. We, proactive. We, yeah, we were proactive, and we actually have, like many utilities, we have a comp- uh, comprehensive emergency management plan. And within that plan, we have a section on if we have an epidemic, mm-hmm. what do we do? So, again, each one's different, but it provides us a guideline and, and, and a document to follow. And, and we basically implemented that a couple weeks uh, early. So what we did early on, knowing that this was coming, even though we didn't have all the details, uh, we started letting some employees work from home. Uh, we Obviously, we prioritized employees who may, may have a compromised immune system or have another need or their student came home unexpectedly from college because college is closed early. So we try to prioritize to meet those employees' needs as we were gathering information about the, uh, about the coronavirus. And then, and then the next thing that we did was, uh, again, ahead of the governor's order, we restricted uh, travel of our employees. We also restricted uh, customers from coming into our facilities realizing that there was a lot of unknowns. Uh, But obviously, we were trying to gather information during that time, working through the American Public Power Association, working through the county, Department of Health and Human Services, trying to gather all the information and make smart decisions. But 
again, we did try to be proactive rather than reactive. So we were kind of ahead of the curve with that. Currently, we have over half our employees either working from home or reporting from home. And there's a little bit of a difference there. We have some employees who can pretty much do all their work from their home, especially our, like our IT folks. Yeah. They can log in and they can and they can do their job. Then we have other employees like our engineers who basically, as long as they have access to a computer, they may still have some field work, but they can be dispatched mm-hmm. basically from home. So we have a number of employees who, who are doing that. And we're rotating employees into the office because, again, we can't completely close our doors. And what about um, reporting to job sites? What about our construction crews? Well, we have them. Well, we started out early on, uh, you know, before we had any known cases in North Carolina, we even started staggering the shifts where we would have them instead of all starting at one time, space them out 15 minutes apart so they weren't all in one big area. Uh, But right now we have them working. Uh, a lot of them are reporting from home. A lot of them are working off shifts. Uh, but we've also, uh, while we're still doing the essential work to keep the lights on and the and, and the toilets flushing and the water going, uh, we are changing the nature of the work that we're doing. For example, we're not doing work in neighborhoods where we would have to shut off the water to do maintenance for a couple hours yeah. or shut off electricity because if everybody's staying at home, that would be just a, a, a big disruption to our customers. So we change the nature of the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're deferring some other work uh, because uh, obviously during this time, there's not a lot of construction going on. So, you know, so we're changing the nature of our work. So we do have a lot of, even our construction crews are uh, reporting from home, responding to emergencies as needed, mm-hmm. but they're not coming into the building. So we're trying to spread that risk around. You can never completely eliminate the risk, yeah. but we're trying to spread the risk around by not having everybody congregate. One of my, um, I guess, favorite things about the situation is what we've done as far as um, checks, temperature checks in the mornings when we walk in. Um, how did that come about? Is that just because everybody else is doing it or did employees request that? Well, um, well, a little bit of both. It, it, it is the best practice. And, you know, even though it's not a fail safe, because as you know, this virus, you can be asymptomatic for a long period of time and still infect people. But if you put the other things in place, like having people report from home, making sure you maintain social distancing, we even have some employees who wear masks during the day. I mean, that's fine. So we're trying to take all the precautions we can. This is just another thing that we're trying to do uh, to help employees and to and to make sure that we don't have an outbreak here at PwC. It gives you a little peace of mind if you're here yeah. working at the facility, knowing that we had to come in, do the temperature checks, the extra measures of cleaning, the uh, hand sanitizer that's all around the building. It, it does give you a little bit of peace of mind if you're here. And with not everyone being here at the facility, we can space out and work in, uh, you know, distancing. And so on the customer side, um, at the customer service center, we're no longer allowing customers in stores, but they can still come to the customer service center, correct? Yeah, we're fortunate that we have a, a drive through facility. Uh, you know, we have three lanes where customers can come in and pay their bills. Plus, we have a kiosk. So customers can come 24 hours a day and pay a bill if they would like. Uh, we obviously take our payments through the portal and through mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different means. But yeah, customers can still come in and, and, and do business with us. They can still call our customer service representatives. Uh, that's another group where we have more than half of them working from home. With today's technology, they can take customer calls yeah. from homes and log in just like anybody else. So uh, we're continuing to provide that service to our customers because You know, we have customers moving in, customers moving out, customers, like you mentioned, who are having some difficulty paying their bills. 
who who need to call us and do business with mm -hmm. us. So so we're continuing to do that. In fact, you know, the first of the month is usually pretty busy because a lot of people get their checks the first of the month. Yeah. There was a long line out there this first of the month with customers coming in and paying their bills. Good, good. Um, so speaking of bills, there's a rate decrease going on right now as of May 1. Yes. Which is very exciting. I'm a PwC customer, like I like to tell people, so I'm excited about this rate. Who can appreciate a decrease? I can mm -hmm. certainly appreciate a decrease. What's that about, Mr. Trego? Well, we, uh, as most of our customers know, we're a wholesale customer. We buy all of our electricity wholesale from uh, Duke Energy, even though we own a generation plant. We have a contract with Duke that, that we buy our electricity from. And, and our commissioners, uh, uh, we had the opportunity to get out of our current contract in a couple of years. And our commissioner said, hey, you know, take a look and make sure that we're paying what we should be paying. Is it market rates? And what we determined was we probably weren't paying. We were paying a little more than we should have. So we either could have went out for a brand new contract or we could have said, hey, Duke, if you want to keep us as a customer, you got to cut your costs. Yeah. So we entered into negotiations. It took uh, about nine months to negotiate, but we came up with a revised contract uh, with Duke that provided our customers some savings and the uh, and the commissioners wanted to pass those savings on immediately to our customers. So effective May 1st, our electric rates went down 4.7%. 4. So great. we were very, very happy about that. That's that's something that, uh, you know, the hard work of negotiating a contract like that, uh, it takes time, but obviously it was a, it, it was a good thing for, for our customers. And also I'll mention this and, and, and maybe we're going to get to it, but uh, knowing that we're in this, uh, uh, virus situation and knowing that customers are having difficulty, our commissioners also um, basically deferred a rate increase in the water and wastewater rates for a month to provide our customers a little extra cash in their pocket Good. so they can uh, so they can do what they need to do and, and provide a little relief. So, so that's another thing that our commissioners mm -hmm. did on a proactive basis to help out our customers. Very good timing with people being at home more, uh, using more water, more electric, one of those things it seems like uh, being on the social media side, not everyone is aware of. Right, you're absolutely right. <laughs> well, 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 I get the daily, you know, kind of rundown of of our electric usage and our water usage and stuff. And you, and you made a very good point, Lamont, that we saw as soon as the stay at home order went in place, we saw a significant increase in the amount of water that customers were using. Especially, they didn't use a lot more of electricity because because in April. It, it's kind of a mild month, so yeah. you don't have a lot of heating going on and stuff like that. Um, if this happened in July, I think we would have saw a real big mm -hmm. increase with air conditioning. Mm -hmm. But we did see a significant jump in the in the water usage. So providing that rate relief for a month for our customers to put a couple extra dollars in their pocket uh, was a small thing that the commissioners felt that they could do, but it's a big thing for our customers. Yeah, and then we'll start seeing that uh, that rate decrease this month. On yes. This. Yes. Okay. So. Um, what do customers need to know about the executive order one two four? This was this this was well, there was a series of executive orders. Obviously, there was one about stay at home and mm -hmm. closing businesses. But what the uh, governor did was he realized that uh, there was going to be a period of time before the federal government acted uh, or took some action that um, utility customers might have difficulty paying their bills. And with the stay at home order. You don't want to shut customers off because they have difficulty paying their bills. Right. So what the governor did was he took action to provide customers some some protection and some flexibility. So there's two parts to to the governor's order that it, that he issued. The first part was 
that utilities could not shut off a customer if they can't make a payment. And he did that for 60 days, starting April 1st, all the way through the end of May. Uh, and by the way, that's another thing that PwC did early. We did that two weeks ahead of the governor's mm -hmm. order. Two weeks ahead of the governor's order, we put a notice out that we would not terminate any residential customers uh, basically in, in, in the middle of March. So we were ahead of the governor's order on that. But that first piece was pretty easy to implement. Uh, so we, so some customers have taken advantage of that. Other customers haven't. Uh, the second part of that order is once it's over and it's currently scheduled to uh, be over June 1st, customers who, um, uh, residential customers who need added flexibility can call PwC after they get their bill that is mailed after June 1st. They can call PwC and enter into a payment arrangement and we have to give them a payment arrangement that allows them to pay that balance off over six months. Okay. So, so uh, th there's some fallacies out there. Some customers, and I've heard some rumors out there that, hey, the governor said we don't have to pay our electric bills mm -hmm. ever. That's not true. The governor allowed customers the flexibility to defer paying it for a period of time and then have a six-month period to be able to pay it off. Yeah. And, and, and that's worked out really well because, as you know, there was this... Uh, they call it the stimulus package mm -hmm. where, where, where a lot of customers got checks from the federal government to assist them during this hard time. Plus, there's enhanced uh, unemployment benefits that some customers are getting. So giving customers that added flexibility in the beginning of this was really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. But as we transition out, people start to go back to work. We're going to work with those customers so they can pay off for the services that they've received and obviously follow the, uh, follow the intent of the governor's order. So... You know, so so that's a rumor out there. That's not what the governor's order said. The governor's order basically said that, uh, you know, customers can take, you know, basically not make a payment for two months and then on an interest free basis have up to six months to pay it off. So okay. if they call PwC, we'll enter into a payment arrangement with them and we'll work with every customer. Um, and I think it's important that we um, let, really let, let people know that if you don't pay, you're, you're still using your services. So that bill is getting larger and larger and larger. So you, it's really important that you get ahead of it. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of customers come in, even though they may have taken advantage of the bill and weren't able to pay all of their bill. They came in and they made a partial payment. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so if they got their stimulus check, they put some money towards their electric bill. And that's part of the messaging that we had on our website to, hey, don't let that balance get too big. Pay what you can use the governor's order for that flexibility so you didn't have to have a negative impact on your family, but to ultimately have to uh, work with us and, 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 and get those bills paid because PwC has to pay our bills. Yeah. Yeah. So customers who need to reach out, um, make sure you, you give us a call. You have to initiate that, that process and you can call us of course at 483-1382. Yeah. I think that's something to emphasize because some people may, uh, make the assumption that since I'm past due, that PwC already knows I need some type of an arrangement, so I don't need to contact them. They see what my current circumstances are, but that's not the case. It is very essential that you guys contact us and make some type of an arrangement with us, letting us know what your circumstances are, and we can work with you. And there are three major ways. You can call in, you can go on the portal, and you can enter it in that way, and then we will call you, or you can email customer service directly at customer.service. Um, at vapwc.com. Yeah, uh, thanks for making that point because that was even part of the governor's order when you read the detail of it that basically says that it the customer has to initiate that contact with the utility. You're you're right. We're not going to assume anything with regards to an individual customer situation. So it's imperative that 
if they want to take advantage of the governor's order. And we're more than willing to do that and work with our customers. They need to make that call to us so we can initiate that. And so what are the steps going forward as a phase one, I believe, is going to go into effect on on Friday? What are we thinking as, as a utility company? Well, it, obviously, being a utility company, we never closed our doors, like I said mm -hmm. earlier. So we don't have to follow the phase in rule. But mm -hmm. what we're doing is we're kind of using that as a guideline to say, OK, as the governor is taking a look at the data and making the decision to slowly open up the economy and open up businesses, we're kind of using that as saying, okay, what do we need to do in phase one to not only uh, help out our customers, but also accommodate our employees. Then we're taking a look at phase two and phase three. So for example, in phase one, I I've asked each one of our division managers uh, to give me a plan on how they plan to uh, open up their businesses mm -hmm. using the, the three-phase approach that the governor has as, as a guideline. Uh, and, and each department will be different. So, but what, what we're looking at is in the first phase, basically the governor is going to start going to allow additional businesses in the community to open up. Still wants people to do the stay at home order. So we have to be cognizant of that. So for example, we're not going to start working in neighborhoods and doing maintenance work again, mm -hmm. that might require us to shut off services for a period of time, but we're going to have to perhaps start service up for businesses that may have been shut down for a period of time. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of gear our work and customize our work based upon um, based upon that governor's order. So slowly we'll start to transition. You know, we won't have all of our employees come back right in phase one, but because of the workload, we may need to have some more employees come home. We may need to and still have some working from home, but have some more working. And then we'll take a look at phase two, mm -hmm. take a look at when that happens, and we'll slowly transition. But we're not going to we're going to take actions that uh, provide for the safety of our employees as well as our customers. Okay. So some resources going forward. We want to remind our customers that PwC has a COVID-19 webpage. Um, Mr. Trago, you have messaging on that page and yep. it's been updated a few times. Um, and there are several links to um, important sites like human health services and CDC. Oh yeah. Lamont, that's thing, your page. Yeah. CDC things locally, uh, County DHHS. I yeah. think we have on there. Yeah. We have a fun page, um, an educational page. So if you're at home with your child and you want to go on a virtual field trip, you can check out some of our PwC facilities and learn like how power is generated and you know, how a wastewater treatment facility works. I think we just added the recovery link for small businesses mm -hmm. who are seeking funding. So as you mentioned, we're, constantly updating that page as we get information. And then of course, follow us on social media because we're very active there and we're sharing information. F-A-Y-P-W-C. That is our handle for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we're constantly putting graphics, uh, links to our website or other uh, information that would be helpful during this time and throughout the year, conservation tips. So yeah, that's another resource for us. Uh, Mr. Trago. We're, we're about to wind things down. Hopefully we can find some level of normalcy as we try to move forward. What's one of the things that uh, I, guess, I guess you've had to adjust to during this time? One of the things that stands out most to you? Well, I, I, I think it's actually enjoying some time with my family. I mean, it's kind of, a, it, it, you know, it is a difficult time, but being able to spend a little extra time, uh, you know, at home with my kids and, and family and and getting caught up on stuff, and uh, it it's been really it's been really cool. I even believe it or not, <laughs> I got my eighty eight year old parents 
to be able to finally program their smartphone to be able to do video no. conferencing. So I'll tell you, it took a long no. time and you should have saw their face when they patience. finally saw us. A lot of patience, mm-hmm. you know, but that's but, awesome. Well, well, yeah, but then, but then, you know, like, you know, when you pluck a balloon and all the air comes yeah. out of it, yeah. soon as, soon as they got us on the screen, the first thing my mom said is, Put the dog on. I want to see the dog. I'm there. Wait a minute. How about me? I'm your child. <laughs> so, um, so one of the unintended consequences. But uh, you know, it's kind of neat to just see how people are are adapting. adapting. And, and I guess I'll close this out. I want to uh, take a moment and thank all of our employees because we know that this is not easy on them. They've had to adapt to uh, a, a change work environment, and 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 their lives have been uh, uprooted. And I and I can't speak. Uh, highly enough of our employees and the flexibility that they've shown. You mentioned being the hometown utility. They really take that to heart. So, you know, they, they've been very active in this and they, and they put up with, but I also want to thank our customers. You know, we've asked our customers to not come to the call, you know, customer center. Mm -hmm. We've tried to, like you say, keep the messaging out there for customers so they know what's going on. And our customers, you know, on comments that they've given, some of the social media comments have been, been very nice uh, and, and recognize what PwC mm-hmm. is doing out there. So I just want to thank uh, our employees and our customers for being understanding because truly we are all in this together. You're here. Great perspective. Great way to close things out. Mr. Trago, thanks again for joining us. Courtney, I'm glad to see you. So far away. I know, but it, we're, we're here in the office. <laughs> this has been another episode of PwC Connections, the podcast. Join us again. We'll have another episode up probably in about two weeks. Take care. Bye-bye.